Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the strong and powerful Katya Arvasi. Katya, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's do it. Excellent. Let's do this. Katya is a personal finance writer at finder.com. I'm excited to have you on. Katya, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Of course. My personal life isn't too exciting at the moment with everything that's going on. I live in New York City, so I'm just trying to enjoy the last few days and weeks of summer while staying safe. Professionally, I focus on insurance for finder.com. And I see my job as stripping away all of the jargon and the confusion and just breaking down complicated insurance topics so that they're easy to understand for the everyday person. I amen to that. I spent, uh, I spent, <laughs> I spent many years working uh, under the umbrella of insurance companies and I, I, I know how, how tough it is for, for even me for the longest time to really understand uh, how, how, how they worked and so even harder for, for the consumer. So is there a... crazy because... Sorry, go on. No, please. I was saying it's crazy because at its core, insurance is really quite a simple concept. You're either protecting yourself or your loved ones, yet there's just so much confusion in the industry that I think I see as my responsibility to distill if I can. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, insurance does what? It just protects you and your livelihood or that of your loved ones when you're gone. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of different kinds of insurances. Is is, is there one that, that you're most passionate about? It sounds like life insurance. Yes, definitely life insurance. And I think right now we're facing so much uncertainty in the world. And while there are more questions than answers, I think that it's a great time to take stock and to get our financial affairs in order. And along with things like estate planning, that also involves buying insurance coverage. And I think along with disability and health insurance, life insurance is especially important during this time. Yeah. Yeah, that's fundamental. Again, to, 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 to your point, you know, insurance protects us from, un- from, from uncertainty. I don't think that... Well, I'm pretty sure that none of us think that we're going to die, maybe even ever. Uh, and we certainly don't think that we're going to get sick. We certainly don't think that we're getting, 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 going to get into an accident. Um, but the unfortunate reality is that we do get sick and we do get into accidents and bad things do happen. And so, you know, from my experience with that, it's the, the cost, the catastrophic results of, of something like that happening always outweighed any cost that that paying for premiums had definitely and it's def- it's not something that's fun to think about it's uncomfortable but it's just necessary yeah yeah that was a that, that was a big thing talking uh, calling up somebody on the phone or reaching out and saying hey i'd like to talk to you about your life insurance 
people rarely responded excitedly back and saying, yes, when, when, <laughs> when can we engage in that conversation? Do you find that, that, that there are certain times when people are, are more apt or more open to having that conversation or be thinking about that? Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, so in January, when people are sorting out their lives, um, figuring out their finances and their budget for the year, that seems to be the time when they're purchasing all types of insurance, including you know car, home and renters, as well as life and disability. And then also during open enrollment, so if you have insurance through the workplace, you'll typically have an opportunity to enroll in coverage or adjust your coverage in November. So people are really interested in learning more about life insurance and other types of coverage around those times. Yeah, that's interesting, right? It's like, okay, it's time to be thinking about this stuff when I get my packet from my employer. And it's like, okay, I'm going to have to spend two days going through this or hopefully the person who's doing the open enrollment meeting can explain it to me. Um do you have, a, exactly. do you have a, a sense of, or how do you like to think about how much coverage is appropriate in terms of what's the right death benefit for me? Right. So if we're looking at life insurance, let's add up all of our assets and our debt and try to find a policy to match that. That way, if you die prematurely, you won't leave your family with the financial burden of trying to pay back your student loans, your credit card, your mortgage, and you'll also give them a chance to protect the assets that you worked so hard to acquire during your lifetime. So I like to do that. There's also another school of thought that says you can simply um, multiply your salary by five or 10 and take a policy to match, take out a policy to match that. Got it. All right, so let, let's go through a couple of examples with that. Uh, so add up all of your assets and debt, and that would be the amount of death yes. benefit that I should have. So if I've got $50,000 of student loans and I have a $450,000 mortgage, and let's just assume that that's it, so I have $500,000 worth of debt, and then in mm-hmm. assets I've got um, um, just... 401k balance, I've got my stamp collection, whatever it might be, and that comes out to 250000 <laughs> So in that example, I would have, I would be looking at $750,000 worth of death benefit? Yes, exactly. Because that way you're protecting everything that's important to you, and you're also alleviating the financial stress on your family if you happen to pass away prematurely, which again is not something that's fun to think about, but if you're a breadwinner especially, it's important. Yeah, yeah, I, I, a, a thousand percent. And you know, it's it's again, it's one of those things that we certainly don't think it's going to happen to us. But odds are, we've probably known somebody who died before they were supposed to, and it's the impact on on the family and the loved ones um, that I think that people need to be thinking about. And then the second is, it's essentially just replacing salary, right, or replacing income. In a way, yes. In a way. So the primary purpose of life insurance is to replace your income when you're gone, but it can do so many other things as well, especially if you have a permanent policy that builds cash value over time that can work as an investment. But yes, to answer your question, it replaces your income. Right. And so if I would also add, sorry. No, please. I would also add that some life insurance is better than none. So if you can't afford the higher premiums of a more valuable policy, that's okay. 
just buy the coverage that you can afford now and you can always purchase more coverage later. And that policy is known as laddering. And I don't think people know that they can do that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's an excellent point right there. It's okay to have one, two, five, ten life insurance policies. It is. As long as you can prove to your insurer why you're taking out so many policies and that you have the income to back up your premium ability. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I think that that's important because some kinds of insurances do cancel themselves out. But with life insurance, if you have a $100,000 policy and you buy five more $100,000 policies, you still have the total amount of the death benefit all added together. They, 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 they don't duplicate and cancel each other out. Yes, exactly. Got it. You can also purchase policies that expire at different times of your life. So say, for example, if you're a young parent, you might purchase like a 20-year term life policy that would carry your kids through college until they enter the workforce and start earning their own money. And then you might also purchase a 10-year policy to cover your mortgage. So that policy expires once you've paid off your mortgage and you no, no, you, you no longer need that coverage. Yeah, I think that that's, a, that's, 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 that's an important thing to be thinking about as well is, is how, how long am I going to need life insurance? And certainly a lot of people that say, well, at some point I'll have enough money and I won't need the life insurance. And some people say, well, I'm always going to need life insurance. Um, but without question, there are probably different times where you know, if, if you are, you know, getting started, you're 30 years old, you have, you know, young kids, you just bought a house at that stage, you probably need, uh, there's probably a, a number, which you won't always need. Maybe you need a million dollars life insurance, but to your point, maybe in 20 years, once your children are theoretically grown and out of the house, you will need just a little bit less. Yeah, exactly. It's designed to drop off as you age you know, as you accumulate wealth, as your financial obligations decrease, there's less of a need for life insurance. Right. And so something that I, I, I think that we're talking about is the most important thing about life insurance or when you're thinking about, well, what kind should I get? The most important thing to figure out first and foremost is how much death benefit do I really need? And then you can figure mm-hmm. out what, what kind is really appropriate. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And I would say that term life insurance is sufficient for most people. It's the simplest and the cheapest policy, and it has that guaranteed death benefit. So if you die during the term, which might be, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, your loved ones will get a payout. Whereas if you compare that to permanent life insurance, which is a much more complicated product, it does have that death benefit, but it also builds cash value. And it can it, it requires more of a hands-on approach to the investment, and it's it's six to ten times more expensive. So I think for the average person with average needs, a term life insurance policy is more than enough. Yeah, yeah, I think that I've I've heard in the past a good way to describe the difference between term term insurance and permanent insurance is like renting an apartment versus buying a home. So. <laughs> term you you pay your rent and you, you you get to live in the apartment and when your 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 lease is up you move out and you don't have any equity and so permanent or term insurance is just pure life insurance protection to your point you pay the premium it's sold in increments of time 10 years 20 years 30 years maybe there's even longer durations now are there 40 year term policies katya i have no idea <laughs> 
40 years, yeah, 40 years is pretty rare, though I have <laughs> right. seen it. 35 is also pretty rare. Yeah. So I would say 1, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and 30 yeah, are your options with most insurers. Probably yeah. the most common. And so those are those are excellent vehicles for making sure that that your loved ones will be protected uh, in case something should happen. And then the flip side of that coin again is this permanent insurance. And there's lots of different kinds of permanent insurance. Is that right? Yes. The main types are whole, universal, and variable, and they just differ in terms of the way that the cash value is invested. So basically, every time you pay your premium a portion of that money is put into an account to invest. And sometimes it grows at a fixed rate that's set by the insurer, or other times it grows at a variable rate and it might fluctuate. So variable and universal life insurance are more suited to seasoned investors who are comfortable with the idea of risk and potentially losing money, whereas whole life is the most basic and I would say safest permanent life insurance policy got it yeah yeah i think think that that's a good way to 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 probably think about it and and to describe them um and you you mentioned that a lot of the time they're six to ten times as expensive is 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 that what you said earlier yes six to ten times got it and if you're a smoker even more Mm, right yeah that's that. That's a, a very, very dramatic thing right there, is if you are in the market to buy life insurance and you are a smoker, your rates will be significantly higher. Yeah, smokers always pay more for coverage just because there are so many health issues that are linked to smoking and you pose a bigger risk to the insurer. It's all about risk. The insurer wants to protect their bottom line at the end of the day. So the more of a risk you pose to them, the more you're paying coverage. It's usually two to three times more. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so going back to permanent insurance, why, if it's six to ten times more expensive, why, why, why would I do that? Well, you would do it for two reasons. The first is if you want coverage for your entire life. So, if you don't want to think about purchasing a policy ever again, you would look into permanent life insurance. And the second reason is if you wanted a tax advantaged investment. So if you wanted to put your money somewhere that grows and that you can take loans out against, but you don't want to pay taxes when you um, withdraw that money, that's when you would look into permanent life insurance. But it isn't the best investment for everyone. Got it. Yeah. That's, I think that those are those are two really key points right there is that you theoretically will have the insurance for as long as you are alive. Whereas with the term mm-hmm. insurance policy, if you live till 100, you will not have that policy uh, with a whole life policy or some other kind of life insurance that's permanent. If you live till 100 years old, uh, the life insurance will pay a death benefit when you do die. Um, and then the yeah. tax benefits of it, the tax preferenced nature of a life insurance policy, I think are also a very attractive thing. Is it fair to say that they're similar in tax treatment to a Roth IRA? Um, I don't know the specifics of a Roth IRA, so I'm not too comfortable answering that. No, fair enough. <laughs> it's always kind of dicey to, <laughs> to talk about taxes, but I think fundamentally yeah. speaking, it's it's once the money's inside the policy, uh, it grows tax deferred, and then if yeah. you if you withdraw the money or take it out appropriately, it can come out tax free. Yes, 
So got it. So we, 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 we touched on the, the fact that if you buy a policy and you are a tobacco user smoker, it's going to be twice as expensive, if not more. What about if, Mm -hmm. if your body mass index is, is, is higher if you are overweight? Life insurance companies assess a range of factors when they're setting your rate. And the two biggest ones are your age and your health. So to look at your health, they assess things like your BMI, which you mentioned. They look at if you have a family or a personal history of serious medical conditions like diabetes, cancer, and stroke. And they also look at your smoking status, which we talked about as well. Got it. And yeah, so if you're overweight, you will most likely pay more for coverage. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So all those different factors, your age, your health, your, your family health history, and they'll also take into consideration if you are not a good driver, if you have car accidents, if you've got DUIs, stuff like that, all those different things will go into and factor in um, to the insurance company's decision. Because to your point, we're talking about risk. So if you are a high-risk person and you engage in high-risk activities, your premium will be higher. Yes, and to your point, if you're the type of person who spends your weekend skydiving or mm. race car driving, <laughs> bungee jumping, you'll pay more. And if you walk into a hazardous workplace every day, like um, construction workers and loggers do, you'll pay more than someone who walks into an office to work. Yeah, that's a great point. Again, all about the risk. Right. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right. So kind of closing thoughts on on if somebody is thinking about life insurance um, I, I guess maybe talk, talk, talk me through the process of if if you get it through your work I think people understand that but how, how else how, how else should people be thinking about or how, how else should they buy life insurance sure you can purchase a life insurance policy on your own and there are a few ways to do this you can go through an agent or a broker or you can simply do the research by yourself by comparing different policies. And this is something that we're focused on at Finder is really comparing all of your options to get the best possible coverage at the lowest possible price. Because rates do vary wildly and there are, I think around 780 life insurance companies in the US and they're competing for your business. So let them compete for your business. You can take quotes to life insurance companies and they might try to match them or they'll work with you. And I just think that it shouldn't be a decision that you take lightly. If you want life insurance, give yourself a little bit of time to research it and to get a quote from a handful of companies because it will be worth your while. Yeah, I think that's really well said right there. Perfect. Well, Katya, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? (laughs) Okay, so my difference-making tip is to review your life insurance coverage with every major life change, whether that's tying the knot, having a baby, um, getting a promotion, any of these things can affect how much life insurance coverage you need. And life insurance is there to evolve with your needs. So a policy that you buy in your 20s might not be sufficient when you reach your 30s or your 40s when you have a little more wealth and also more responsibilities to match. So if anything major happens in your life, I would recommend sitting down 
looking at your policy, doing the numbers, crunching the numbers, and just figuring out if it's enough for you at this stage of your life. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Katya, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? You can check me out on LinkedIn and my articles at finder.com. And you can also follow Finder for all types of finance advice on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Katya your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to finder.com and check out all the different resources they have and get your research done as you are thinking about life insurance because I bet for so many of us out there, it's been the it been in the back of our minds for, 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 for a long time. And I'll list all the other locations that Katya mentioned in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Katya. Thanks so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.